0: To my podcast, let's go. I'm all about
1: doing what I wanna do and living life to the fullest. Every day, me and my team, we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Welcome to my first investment property podcast, where we talk about our experience gained, wisdom learned, and the lessons learned throughout the process of real estate investment and development. I'm Edwin Carrion, the creator of my first investment property podcast. Stay on after the show, and I'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that being said, let's get started.
2: Hey, super to have Paul Paul Tompkins joining us today on the uh, my first investment property podcast. Now, it's certainly not his first investment property. Looking at his bio and background, it looks like he's been doing this at least 200 times. So welcome to the show today. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Doug. I
0: love like When we agreed to do the podcast, we were talking back and forth. It brought up so many memories about my first investment because like I did it by myself at first and then I got married down the road. And my new wife was like, I love design. And then we did one together and it's like night and day. So I love (laughs) the name. All these memories were in my head. Like, I remember that first one.
2: So do you want to take us back and just tell us a little bit about uh, how you got started? Then we can work through your story on, you know, how you've progressed and what lessons you've learned to where you are today.
0: Oh, of course. Of course. I have a, a, a weirder background than most. Some people are like, Hey, I just got into real estate because of whatever reason, but I have a, I, I was a Marine. So I was in the United States Marine Corps did that was overseas three years out of the four um, came back and did that. I loved it. I've always loved serving and, and, I mean, you got a gun and a badge and a fast car. So that was cool too, but, um, love doing it. Did that for a long time, maybe eight to 10 years. And while in that, it, like, it it just kept like, there's more for you. There's more for you. There's more for you. And I didn't know what that was, but six years go by, seven years go by. And I'm like, I'm making under $40,000 a year Mm. risking my life every day. I have shift work so every 30 days my shift would change I'd be on a day shift and then the next 30 days night shift next 30 days midnight shift that's terrible for a family it's terrible sure. when you have kids and they're in sports so yeah. it just kept weighing on me and weighing on me and I was like okay let me create a side hustle that maybe can become a full-time thing and I was like what can that be and I just started researching you know I I loved houses I loved properties but Everything I kept reading is millionaires and billionaires, millionaires and billionaires are in real estate and they're always <laughs> tied to real estate. And somehow, right, they might not be that guy, but they have a portfolio of real estate. Yeah. So that was enough for me. I didn't have to go back to college to figure that out. I was like, OK, I'm going to dabble in real estate. And as a state trooper, that's what I did. I, I'm driving around already, pulling people over and doing this and that. And I'm like, ooh, that's a nice house. Ooh, that's it. And I'm writing the address down while I'm working, you know, don't tell anybody. I'll probably get in trouble, but I don't work there anymore. So what can they do? But, uh, but I liked it. Right. And I started getting into it and I knew I had to have a coach. I knew I had to have somebody to to help me because when I started, there wasn't YouTube. There was in front of a computer and learn an industry like you can now. So I found a local guy in my area in Jackson, Florida. And I just, I watched him for a while and I saw him flipping houses and I saw him making money and he drove a nice car, had a nice house. And that's not important to me, but that reflects that you're doing something right in life. Like, especially if you have it for a while or not just the flashy. So one day, one day I walked in his office out of nowhere, I'm in my uniform and I'm like, walk in and like all his employees are like, oh, what do you do? Oh, what do you do? That's an easy way to get right an appointment. That. That's it, right? That's and it. That was strategic, right? You have to be strategic to get in front of the right people. And that's what I did. And I walked in his office, I said, listen, he's like, first of all, I didn't do it. And I'm like, yeah, you did. Or you're going to do it. You're going to help me. And, and I just asked, I said, listen, I will clean your toilets. I will dump the trash. I'll file your paperwork. I'll do whatever you need me to do for 12 months. I said, but every deal you go to close or go to, or go to look at, I'm going to be there. Do we have a deal? And he wouldn't do it at first. He's like, why would I teach you what I know? And I'm like, true. So a couple of days later, this beautiful Mercedes gets pulled over by this trooper for speeding. And I just walked now, I'm just kidding. But I should have, I thought about it, guys. I thought about it. Like you pull up and you walk over and you're like, now what are we going to do? But what I'm saying is like, you got to find those people and you have to do whatever it takes to, to get the right training from those people. Right. Because I know when I first started, I didn't know, I, I didn't know anything. I still learn something every day right now. And we're doing 50, 60, 70 flips a year. And I'm still going, how did I miss that? How did I not see that? And I, and I even buy people's programs still. people are like, you're crazy. how, you're doing that volume, why are you? Bu- I said, because if I can tweak my business one little bit by one thing I never saw or never heard of or thought about, that changes everything for every house for the rest of my life. So, yeah, yeah. um, so we did that and I did that for a couple years and then 08 hit, right? And everybody's going crazy and all that. And I still have my job, so I was okay. And I went through that and then I got married, I got married and met my beautiful wife, Kelsey. and. We took on this other job that we thought was going to be our lifetime job. We love helping kids. And we we bought this $10 million uh, resort with another business. And they wanted to house their, their church children to go there for events and all that kind of stuff. And we're pouring into it. We're 70, 80, 90 hours a week. And I'm like, what are we doing? We, we fell back into the rat race. And one day the CEO shows up and says, hey, listen, we're changing the model. We don't need you anymore. Have a good day. We need your keys by five. I had no job within 20 minutes. My wife had no job within 20 minutes. I had 12 days left of insurance. I couldn't move back where I was from because I didn't have a job. I couldn't shoot proof of income to go buy another house back home. And I was caught in this dilemma where I think a lot of people are right now with COVID, markets changing, all these different things. And it hit like a ton of bricks. And from that moment on, Kelsey and I looked at each other, I said, no one will ever control our destiny again nobody no business, no company, no person. I said it will be up to us whether we succeed or not. And we sat for about 30 days figuring out like what's the next step and she just kept like you loved real estate didn't you? And I was like, yeah, I did. you love the p-. and I love design and I love staging and I love this and we're like, you know what and we jumped in both feet and I think before the 30 days were over we already had a couple deals under our belt and we were just full steam ahead. So
2: crazy. So what is your um, kind of business model? So what markets do you like to um, like to spend your time and money in?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm single family fix and flip. And I did that for a couple of years. And I love it because there's so many people that I can get involved, right? I have GCs and designers and stagers and realtors. And there's so many people that profit off what I do, the community, and it makes better houses and all, all this different stuff. And I love that. And I just love the construction side of it. You see something so ugly and then making it beautiful. And I did it for a couple of years. And then I'm like, I need an exit strategy or a retirement strategy, right? Like I'm not with the state anymore. I'm not getting a retirement. How do I create that? Because you know everybody knows fix and flip until you get the next flip. It, it, it's that kind of industry, right? It's not paying me unless I'm working, unless I'm flipping. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome no
2: residual. Money. Yep,
0: It's awesome money. Yep. But I said, how do I take all this awesome money and not get taxed as high? Right. That's the huge thing. And then, how do I invest it into my future? Like, if I die today of a heart attack, I fall off a roof, whatever, how does my wife and family have money for the rest of their lives? And I'm like, okay, rentals. Because I wanted to stay in the same industry. A lot of people will jump and be like, I'm going to go in the stock market or I'm going to go be a dentist. And I'm like, for me, it was my core is real estate. What can I branch off in it from that core? Because I already know it. I already know the numbers and it was rentals. So, what I started doing is cherry picking fix and flips that I wanted to keep as rentals. And that's all I did. I said, okay, this one's destroyed. I'm going to put a new roof, new AC, new kitchen, new floors, new paint. So I know I don't have to touch this thing for 10 years. Like it's going to be beautiful. Um, and I picked that one. I said, okay, from these five fix and flips, I just did, I got 40 K 48 K 62,000, 104,000. And I took all that cash and I went and bought that rental. So now I have a paid off rental. I have a tenant paying me $2,500 a month. That money is mine. What I learned from 2008, the bank can never come call my note, yeah. but I can still, I can still pull money off that line of credit if sure, I wanted sure to. You can. Right? Yep. Yep. So for me, I was at a different stage where maybe a 22 year old might be where they're trying to cash out, refi, cash out, refi, and they're just trying to crank them. For me, it's more of, I own this asset that's going to pay me $2,500 for the rest of my life while I claim depreciation on my taxes and while it appreciates year after year. And then it. From there, Doug, it just kept growing. I'm like, well, I'm doing 18 at one time right now. I am not paying for one more staging company to stage my property at 1% of asking price. My wife's like, I love buying stuff. A staging company grew out of that. Now we're staging other investors, realtors, all of our properties. I own all of the furniture. I paid for at one time. I think I probably spent about $5,200 per house for everything. Like my wife can find some deals. But wow. now that that company grew out of it. And then when COVID hit, so many people and you, you know right now how the market is, right? There's no inventory. So what's yep. everybody doing? Hey, I have 70 grand in my bank account. I'll just renovate my own house. Yep. So I saw that light bulb and I'm like, hey, I found this one woman that was amazing. Love talking to clients, love talking to customers. I don't really want to do that. A lot of a lot of fix and flippers and contractors, we don't want to deal with the drama and the change your mind five times. And that's why we do spec houses or we fix and flip. Like you don't talk to anybody. You design it the way you want and you sell it to an end buyer. Yeah. This girl just happened to come into our life from our church and she's like, I'm actually already doing this, but I don't want to do it on my own anymore. I want to do it for somebody else. And we're like, we'll hire you. We launched that business that now does other people's houses. And I think we're, we're not even done the first year yet. And we're over a million.
2: So, is that so design design and renos. that is design renovate
0: and then turn a house right back over to them. And we do everything from about 40,000 up to about 170,000 in renovation. That's kind uh, of our sweet spot.
2: That's really cool. I mean, I think you're the first person I've talked to who has grown vertically with, with some of those, like you said, staging and design renos.
0: Yeah, it's, but it, but it's all in my wheelhouse, right? Cause like if I'm doing two or three home renovations for other clients, I'm using my same subs, my same discounts that I'm getting for flooring, my same AC guys. So like, it's not really an extra burden on me, like another full company. If I went out and did a carpentry company, I know really nothing about, like I'd have to pay for all that from scratch. Well, I already have all of this database with me. So it was literally like, Hey, we're picking up three more houses a month, home renovations. So-and-so you're going to oversee all that. My, my head GC, you're just going to pick up three more houses a month. Yep. No problem. Got this, Paul. And it just, it just fell into the structures and systems we already had in place.
2: Well, that's brilliant. Wow. Good for you guys. That's super exciting. Thank you. So what would you say was the biggest lesson that you've learned? I mean, I, the advice I give people is mm. never ask anyone for advice who hasn't done what you're going to do. Yes. Or is it willing to pay the price you're willing to pay? Lots of people can give you advice, but if they're not there and they haven't done it, then it's not, in my opinion, it's not worth anything. I
0: I couldn't agree with you more. It's like those little snippets you see on Facebook or Instagram. Like that's like one tenth of a tenth of really what's going on in that situation. Yeah, yeah. And and that's how that's actually how Flippin Expert started. Like that wasn't even my flipping company. My wife and I kept seeing people get crushed in this industry that had no education, had no coach. I'm like, how much did you spend? I'm over by Florida State. So there's like four colleges right here. And I'm like, you paid 120 grand to go to college. You're not using that degree now. And you want to get into real estate and make a million dollars, like very easy to do, very easy to do, but you don't want to pay for any education. You don't want to train, right? You don't want to look, watch videos or buy a training course or hire a coach or mentor in your local area to help you. Like, how do you plan on succeeding? Because when you went for that degree, you had professors, you had tests, you had coaches, like for four years. Yeah. And they just look at you like a light bulb goes off. So I think for me, it's when I when people always ask me about co- students, ask me all the time, like, hey, coaches and this and that. I'm like, I never hire a coach. Like I have a coach right now. He's doing probably 50 times what I'm doing. He's running multi-billion dollar companies but he's been where I'm at. And I'm, I'm, I want to go where he's at. So I'm not going to hire or pay for anybody that's not at that level and can pull me up and has time for me. Right. And they're willing to pour into me because I'm paying them for it. So me, I I don't mind at all paying for speed, paying for connections, paying for education. Like that's the number one thing for me.
2: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think of that. You know, when we're in a CrossFit gym, I'm thinking I pay for coaching there, mm-hmm. um, and I we we go through a program of, of of training for 12 weeks, and then we test to see do we get right. any better. And I said to my coach one day, I said, "It's funny that we don't do that in business. We don't take a 12 week period and execute our marketing plan, and then do a test at the end to say are we are we moving forward or not." Um, right. Athletes do it, like you said. We go to college and university. Uh, we do it there, but then we get into business and think, yeah, I can figure this out
0: yeah it, it me I think me and you were talking about this before we even hopped on the call, but it it costs you so much time like if I can go to a real estate guru who's doing 500 houses a year and glean a couple pieces of information that help me go from fifty to hundred without the more stress like anybody can go from 50 to 100 with with stress, with twice as much workload, twice as much team. I don't want to do that. I want to go to that next level without 75% of that. Like, I only want to pick up a little bit more. How do I do that? Well, this guy knows because he's 10 times bigger than that. Sure. Yep. And uh, I, I've, I've moved so much faster, Doug, than I ever would. And when I look at the money I spend for coaching and mentorship and masterminds, it's paid me back a hundred times because... What I learn off of one scenario, I can now apply to every single business that I have, every house that I have. Like, if I learn a hack on a house that saves me two thousand a house, well, that's great for that house. But if I'm doing ten houses, that's twenty thousand dollars more a year. Sure. What times that by thirty years? You do it. Yep. Did it? Did it? Did the return pay off? Yes, it did. So just make sure, obviously, you get the right coach. They're willing to spend time with you. They're willing. You know, you're, what you're paying for, you're getting back. You're actually learning. Um, it's not some of these Buy my $50,000 coaching program, you never talk to anybody. Yeah.
2: yeah, Absolutely. And like you said, in feedback, I'm not interested in in a, in 50 hours of video. Um, right. That's right. To your point, speed, speed. I I would rather pay full price and learn it in six weeks than six years. So more is not better. So get, get the right coach. So who else do you think is key on your team as you're getting started in this business?
0: Oh my word! I have so many. Um,
2: my wife is probably,
0: my my wife is probably my number one because she kind of she's that buffer between me and everybody else. Um, and, and she and she was basically my first partner in real estate, so she understands. And me and her really sit down. So maybe for somebody else, it's their it's their business partner yeah. or their their financial partner if they're the sweat equity partner. And it's like, okay, what is our next step in growth? well, we need to get this off of my plate and this off of your plate and we can get to somebody else. Then you guys can go find five more deals. Um, Property acquisition is a big deal. Um, Having a head GC is a big deal. Uh, My GC is by far, I mean, he saves me hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. He protects me from liability. He sees things. um, Yeah, I mean, he's a game changer for me because if I want to double my volume, and he's not the right person, then it it doesn't work, right? Because it's all going to come piling down. So for me, I think the GC is probably one of my biggest keys because he lets me do more volume. And then he's also training people underneath him to be the next GC. So if if this guy can handle 12 houses, well, then I need somebody coming underneath so I can hit 24. Now I have two, and they're each only managing 12 properties, which they can sustain every single week. And then I just keep growing from there. But without the right renovation crew head superintendent, whatever you want to call them. I feel like you just can't do volume.
2: Well, that makes sense. I mean, if you're in, you're in a market that's, you know, geographically restricted, then having a great general contractor um, is, you know, your key ally, you know, all the rules, you know, all the laws, the bylaws, the requirements, you know, all the inspectors.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, And, 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 And for us, like I didn't even hire my guy as the GC. Like, we had a relationship and he was one of my subs and he just kept growing and developing and went and got GC license and then just kept growing. And then he stopped working for me for a while. They always think grass is greener on the other side. And then he came back one time and started doing a little bit more work for me. And I'm like, what do you need to do to succeed? Like, what's a win for you? And he just kind of looked at me. I said, cause I can tell you hate doing paperwork. He's like, Paul, I hate quoting jobs out. And as a GC, that's one of my main jobs, but I hate doing it. Like, I love getting my hands dirty. I love being in the field. I love talking to the sub. And I said, okay, so if I can take that off your plate, what would it take for you to work for me full-time? Pay for me and my four guys. If you can write our salaries every week, we'll work for you full-time. And I said, done. Yep. Like I didn't even ask him how much. And I'm like, done. Because I knew the value he brought to my team. Yep. And then he now oversees, oh my gosh, I don't know, 50, 60 jobs a year by himself. So that's a huge relief because now I can grow before I was kind of stuck. If I have to oversee all the jobs, there's no way I can grow. So having somebody to hand that off to
2: now, I'm also assuming you've got a good uh, realtor broker on your side and a property manager for your rental properties.
0: Rental properties. Yes. Realtor and broker. No, I don't. I, I have realtors that are investor friendly that bring me deals. I think the last, which is weird. Like I've hardly ever bought from them until the pandemic. And then like, I don't know if it's the shift with the pandemic plus the inventory. I'm finding a lot more expensive houses coming up for sale that a lot of people can't buy that we're buying. Um, So I've had a lot more real estate deals come through from realtors. Um, But I, I don't even like, I have a broker that lists all my houses and he's in Tampa. I've never met him before. He's one of those, they're on the websites and hey, I'll list your house for you. And bro, I list my houses for 199 bucks. That's it. I don't pay 3% to anybody. I'm like, I call this broker up. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna list a new property. Yep, sounds great. And it's online. Like if you're in Florida, I I can give you the website and like, you can go use them. I pay 199 bucks. I list every one of my properties. I don't pay the 3%. And then if somebody brings me a buyer, once it's on the MLS, somebody brings me a buyer, they get two and a half percent. So the most I ever pay for transactions on a deal is 2.5%. Well, that's a big deal when you're talking, let's just say a $100,000 house. That's $3,500 savings per 100 grand per house. I'm saving hundreds of thousands just by using that little technique and that little tool. And it hits the MLS. It hits Zillow. It hits realtor.com. It hits every website the same as a normal listing does. And I, I get to write the listing myself. I put a lockbox on the property. They send me, a realtor sends me a text. Love to show your house tomorrow at 3.30. I'm like, 10-4, send me a picture of your um, business card. So now I capture their information. And I'm like, lockbox code is 1111. Have fun. Let me know if you want it. And it's <laughs> that simple. And I save hundreds of thousands of dollars by not giving my money away.
2: Well, that's a great tip. That's really cool. So uh, how can people connect with you if they want to learn more about what you and your wife are doing and what you've built?
0: Yeah. Um, just go to Flippin. There's no G. It's just Flippin, I-N, at FlippinExperts.com. Uh, pretty simple. Flippin, F-L-I-P-P-I-N, Experts.com. Our website's there. Social media. They can find us. We're all over the place. So,
2: yeah. That's super cool. Love, love your story. <clears throat> love what you guys are doing. Love the direction, your energy, your focus. It's really cool. So, thanks for taking Yeah. If, if, if
0: anybody, if any of your listeners need anything,
2: Doug. I mean, I know you're in it. You're in it deep
0: and and helping them. And I love that. Thank you for helping them because they need that. They need the guidance, the reassurance. They need to hear stories of failures. But if we can help them in any way, your listeners, they just need to message us, email us, however they want to hit us up. We're going to serve them. We're going to help them. And thank
2: you so much, Doug. Well, that's awesome. Thanks so much. So there you go, listeners, another episode. Uh, Hope you got some uh, good tips, some good notes. I think, I can't believe the new information, you know, all the interviews we do, all the podcasts you've listened to, every time we have a guest on, there's some new tips and information. Um, However, I think this is, uh, Paul's our first guest that um, has shared his real estate listing tips. So there you go. So look him up, go to his website. I've been to his website. It's easy to navigate, easy to find. And uh, we look forward to serving you on our next episode. I'm all about doing what I want to do and living life to the fullest. Every day, me and my
1: team, we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story and you want to be a guest on my show, please visit my website, edwincarion.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. And if you like what you heard today, please follow me on my social media channels, Instagram and Facebook at Edwin Carrion 78, or click on the link on my website. Also, please subscribe to our show on Apple, Google, Spotify, and you'll find our podcast there, whenever you listen to your podcast. Once again, I'm Edwin Carrion. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. Until next time.